lock and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show. And greetings. Happy Monday. Welcome to the Steve Dace Show, live and on demand here on Blaze TV, radio and podcast. I am Steve Dace, Todd Erzin, and Aaron McIntyre. They're here with me as well. If you would like to join us today, 888-900-3393 is the number. That's 888-900-3393. Steve at stevedace.com is how you can email us. That's D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Steve Day Show. And don't forget, if you're looking for samples of this show that you can watch yourself and then share with others, go to youtube.com slash Steve Dace. That's our new YouTube page. youtube.com slash Steve Dace. Today is a Monday. That means we will get to our Monday Town Hall next hour. It is 134 days until the 2020 presidential election. 134 days. 134 days ago was February 10th. That's one week after the Iowa caucuses. Do we still have the results from those yet? (laughs) I'm not sure those have come in yet. Um, If you would have asked me to put odds... On Donald Trump's reelect 134 days ago, I've just said over 80%. Democratic Party looked in disarray. It was caught trying to hijack an election right out in front with everybody watching against Bernie Sanders to stop Mr. Inevitable, right? And, and then the candidate that they were trying to promote, uh, Mayor Pete, was historically weak and anemic with their black uh, support base at the same time. The economy was humming. We had the highest percentage of Americans in the workforce since we started keeping this stat. I don't really go by the unemployment rate because the Obama administration cooked the books on how we do that now, and the Trump administration hasn't corrected it. So I just look at the raw data of how many people. What's the percentage of adults working? as it relates to the percentage of adults. Highest ratio we'd ever had since we started keeping this number. Americans seemed optimistic. Opposition is in disarray. The candidate that was supposed to be the anointed normalcy candidate had given up the ghost on every issue that he was once normal on. And then, of course, made it obvious that he had dementia and was on his way. What did he even finish in Iowa? Fourth, fifth? I don't even remember. Okay? Joe Biden. I mean, think of what we believed and were certain of 134 days ago. This seems like another universe, doesn't it? Yeah. Doesn't it? Purposefully so. I mean, we were still talking about the fact that it was pretty obvious Jeffrey Epstein hadn't killed himself 134 days ago, right? right? That was still a meme. Well, the election is 134 days from today. And it's incredible how much things have changed in 134 days. We now have the highest amount of unemployment claims since the Great Depression. Joe Biden, in about a month, went from dead man walking to necromanced as presumptive nominee. He has not had to hold a public press event for over 80 days. He's been allowed just to sit in hiding because of what's been going on in the country. 
massive race, racial unrest, protests, riots, looting. We have a domestic terrorist group controls nine city blocks of the capital zone in one of America's great cities, Seattle, Washington. And, and this has been going on for almost three weeks now. Can you believe that? Almost three weeks they've had control of this area. Almost three weeks. Most Americans right now, you don't know if your kids are going back to school in the fall. It, it's amazing. I mean, it's absolutely amazing how much different things are than they were 134 days ago. Betting markets have all changed on the election. I mean, Joe Biden is now being given two to one odds, three to one odds to win. When 134 days ago, the idea that he was even going to be the nominee seemed laughable. The moral to this story is a lot of things can change in 134 days. <laughs> All right. So what we are going to ask you next hour. Forget the polls. And I, we started off this year with our, our tagline, assume you're being lied to. Right. And, and I started off this year pointing out that. I think this is finally the poll because the polls again, they were not wrong in 2016. Please stop repeating that. It's not true. They were spot on, in fact. But this could be finally the year that, just like the cancer of leftism taints and, and metastasizes everywhere else, we started off in January telling you that maybe this is the year not to assume that the polling units of these various journalistic enterprises have been put in a hermetically sealed box while everything else they do is a get out the vote biased narrative, right? So let's not even look at real clear politics, polling averages, none of that. Let's just look at the environment. Okay. Let's just look at what we know where we can get, where we can see this information. There's nothing between us and this information. Nothing, we don't need anybody to gather it, interpret it for us. Okay. It's, it's a, there's a direct line between us as individuals and this information. Here's what we know. We're, we're pushing again over 40 million unemployed because those job gains that we made that were modest in May, we've almost erased them with new unemployment claims just last week. So we're back to pushing 40 million unemployed. Most parents aren't even sure if their kids are going back to school yet. That's if they have a job. He held a rally in deep red Oklahoma, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, which is one of the evangelical... I mean, it's one of the headquarters of evangelicalism in America. There's probably more TBN watchers and Paula Jones followers in Tulsa, Oklahoma, than any city per capita in America. All right? Disappointing crowd. Was it social media tricksters? The campaign says no, it wasn't a bunch of chicks on TikTok reserving group tickets that they weren't going to use. They just didn't have a good showing. That's what the campaign is saying. So I... The environment right now does not look conducive to a reelect. When 134 days ago, I would have told you 80% minimum odds. So the question we're going to ask you next hour is, how concerned are you about this? Or is it all fake news? Are we fake news even bringing it up? We'll open up the phone lines next hour, 888-900-3393. Find out what you think. Steve at stevedace.com is how you can email us as well. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. But before we get to all of that, here's Aaron's rundown of what happened while we were away.
What happened while we were away brought to you by Tulsa. President Trump held his first rally in months this weekend in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And I said, General, I have a problem. And he didn't understand that at first. I said, there's no way. You understood? I just saluted almost 600 times. I just made a big speech. I sat for other speeches. I'm being baked. I'm being baked like a cake. The Trump campaign had reported over a million tickets to the event had been doled out, and as such, they set up an overflow stage outside the arena for crowds to gather. Unfortunately for the Trump campaign, the allotted tickets didn't translate into the huge crowd they were expecting, as thousands of seats inside the arena were left empty. Outside, Vice President Pence ended up not addressing the overflow crowd, or lack thereof, as originally planned. Apparently, a viral campaign on the social media platform TikTok was widely credited for the discrepancy between attendance and the ticket allotment as users of the platform from around the globe signed up for tickets to the event but obviously never showed up. You had on a very good red tie that's a sort of expensive. It's silk because they, they look better. They have a better sheen to them. And I don't want to get water on the tie. Trump campaign senior advisor Mercedes Schlapp explains why there were so few people. They were concerned. There were factors involved, like they were concerned about the protesters who were coming in. There were protesters who blocked the bags. And so we saw that have an impact in terms of people coming to the rally. Meanwhile, around the rest of the country and world, Antifa thugs continued their campaign of toppling statues and monuments. In Portland, Oregon, an American flag was draped around the face of a statue of George Washington before that statue statue was toppled. In London, England, a statue of Abraham Lincoln was vandalized over the weekend by Black Lives Matter. In San Francisco, a monument to Ulysses S. Grant was toppled. A monument to Francis Scott Key was defaced. And a statue of Catholic missionary St. Junipero Serra was toppled as well. Inside Seattle's Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone, or whatever the communists are calling it this week, one man was killed and another was wounded in shootings over the weekend. Seattle police say the violence crowd prevented their access to the victims. Black Lives Matter founder Patrice Kohler explains her organization's true goals. We actually do have an ideological frame. Um, myself and Alicia in particular are trained organizers. Um, we uh, are trained Marxists. Um, we are uh, super uh, versed um, on sort of ideological theories. And I think that what we really try to do is build a movement that could be utilized by many, many black folk. In completely unrelated news, Chick-fil-A CEO Dan Cathy has some thoughts on the race conversation in America. So I I invite folks just to to put some words to action here. And if we need to find somebody that needs to have their shoe shine, we need to just go right on over and shine their shoes. I bought about 1,500 of these, and I gave it all our Chick-fil-A operators and staff a number of years ago. And uh, so any expressions of a contrite heart, of a sense of humility, a sense of shame, a sense of embarrassment, uh, beget with an apologetic heart. Babylon B headline, Chick-fil-A now open on Sunday, but only for black people. In not-so-bad news, talk show host Jesse Kelly decided to have some fun this weekend and turn cancel culture against itself. He started the Twitter hashtag CancelYale after explaining that Yale University was named after a slave trader by the name of Elihu Yale. That hashtag quickly trended in the top ten over the weekend as lefties glommed on to the thought of canceling anything and everything. 
having to do with the Ivy League school. Panic Born update as of yesterday. Deaths related to coronavirus are down 90% since late April. Hospitalizations from the virus continue to plummet nationwide as well. And finally, checking in on the man who's trending to be the next president of the United States. I tell everybody you ought to marry in a family with five or more sisters. Yep. My wife has four sisters, you have five. Yeah. You know why that's the reason? Why? One of them always loves you, not the same one. And that's what happened while we were away. <laughs> Hail to the chief. I'm losing my mind, but Kyle and Josh were both losing their hair. And it's no shock since the dreaded male pattern baldness gene ran in each of their families, but the way they dealt with their hair loss could not have been more different. Kyle kept putting it off, getting that hair loss treatment, losing more hair by the day. Meanwhile, Josh went to Keeps to learn how to keep his hair because Keeps offers the generic versions of the only two FDA-approved hair loss products. So they're the real deal, but since they're the generic versions, Josh saved a fortune as well, and all it took was a quick online consultation. He answered a few questions, snapped a few pics of his hair and then a doctor evaluated everything and recommended the right FDA approved hair loss treatment for Josh. He didn't have to leave his couch until it was shipped discreetly to his door. Keeps lets you save your hair while just sitting around doing nothing, right? So to get you started, how about half off your first order? Go to keeps.com slash grow. That's keeps.com slash grow to take advantage of that offer. Half off your first order at keeps.com slash grow. All right, so coming up here at the bottom of the hour, our good friend Bob Vanderplatz is going to join us from the Family Leader, and I'm going to lay out three steps. Well, if indeed reports of a Trump campaign shakeup are true. If I were in this campaign, here are the three things I would have him do to turn his reelect around right now that I, I think are all very achievable and would, obviously, I think they'd all be successful. Otherwise, I would not recommend them. So I'm going to lay that out here at the bottom of the hour and find out what our good friend Bob Vanderplatz thinks about it before we turn the rest of the conversation over to you. But let's get to what's going on elsewhere in Aaron's montage. The the hashtag cancel Yale that Jesse Kelly got going, he's going to join us later this week on the show to talk about this. But the, the hashtag cancel Yale thing, it's the smartest thing that's been done in our entire movement which isn't hard because we don't have much of a movement left. There's like nine of us and then all of you, okay? It's the smartest thing that's been done in our movement. What was that thing that Candace Owens did about a year ago on race? Or she did it on, she, she, she turned it into a conversation about race, all the same arguments, right? Yeah. Well, and, this and is what up, you've done with Margaret Sanger for right, years. And, and, then, and then ended up getting uh, canceled by, by Twitter, banned, until they realized that she was black and then they had to bring her back, right? Okay. Correct. I don't even remember what the talking point was that Candace Owens pulled that off with, but I just remember the impact of that moment. And this is the smartest thing that has been done by anyone in our movement, in my opinion, since then. Because it is, it is, it's forcing them to live by their own standard. Again, on our show, I'm not a big fan of lowering myself to the lowest common denominator okay so you know i I'm, I'm, i go by a belief system that 
compels and convicts me to be better than that and to aim higher than that. But I have no problem making the savages live by their own belief system at the same time. I mean, I'm not succumbing to it. And it's not even an exaggerated standard or a slippery slope standard. It's literally the current uh, use of the standard. Right, right. I mean, if this is if this is the standard you want, then I'm happy to let you live with it, and and to force you to. I mean, that's that's Romans one, isn't it? That you demanded you demanded this level of sep- of existential separation from your Creator, so He gives you what you wanted. You you wanted this level of depravity. So he says, fine, you want to pull a Burger King and have it your way? Commence O Festival. I have, I have no problem forcing the savages to live by their own standard. And, and I'm using the word savages on purpose because that's what this is. These are, just, this is this, these are just unbridled savages. They should have been spanked and put down a long time ago. I, don't, I, I, just, I can't even contemplate that we have allowed this autonomous zone to occur for going on three weeks i i don't even know what to say i don't i i i just can't even wrap my mind around it why they're like not all dead like right now like uh, two weeks ago weren't dead or in or in a handcuff yes dave we want to respect states rights well that's uh bs states don't have the rights to restrict the constitutional freedoms of their people all right that's not what federalism is not to mention we've had a statute on the books in this country for almost 200 years that permits the federal government to intervene when states decide they don't want to um, they don't want to enforce and uphold constitutional freedoms that's why we have a federal government to protect our rights enshrined in the u.s constitution not to mention states don't have rights governments don't have rights people do okay states have powers but they don't have rights all right that's states rights is a scam like civil rights or gay rights or anything else we don't have collective rights in our way of life we have individual rights and no state as lincoln said has the power to do that which god says is wrong okay not to mention Last week, the president signed an executive order hamstringing police even further. Why weren't all of you demanding states' rights, clamoring that uh, he not do that? You ever notice this whole federalism thing only seems to work one way? Have you noticed that? Yeah. States can do, in, can, can do sanctuary cities if they want, right? But, if, but if, 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 if one Alabama Supreme Court decides it's not going to do gay marriage, then all of the left and half of the right comes down on them as a bunch of neo-Confederates. Have you noticed this? Yeah, yeah. and remember the, uh, the whole Bundy standoff at that Oregon right, wild, right. wildlife. Didn't we kill, didn't the feds kill one of those guys? Yeah, actually yeah. they did. Yeah. They killed one of those guys for a, pro, for a protest, you know? Right. Uh, so so the, yeah. whole, the whole Bundy family's got to be put down, uh, you know, for uh, basically claiming their own private land as a home stead out in the middle of nowhere out in the middle of nowhere but you are allowed to take nine city blocks and one of the most densely populated populated areas in the united states of america and claim it as your own and own it on our sovereign soil for three weeks and not nobody does a damn thing about it it's the new math steve it it, it, in this math sucks worse than the old math did the old math was bad too okay maybe i don't know it's been 10 minutes as he just randomly tweeted out law and order again I, i mean what in what in the sam hill is going on what what is happening Here's the good news, if I can actually, and I'm not being facetious here. I'm, I'm not being facetious. I know if you listen to the show for more than three minutes, or at least listen to me for more than three seconds, you'll know that I'm a little bit cynical, just a little bit. Here's the good news. Trump showing up to that rally in a more than half-empty arena 
What do you think that does to his ego? I, I'm sure it what got their attention. What the heck is going on here? I'm, I'm sure it got their attention. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that it did. So that's and, some good news. And, and I've been meaning to address this. And it just, with everything else going on, I have not had a time to, I've addressed it in other forums on social media. I've not had a chance to address it here. So I'm going to do it now before I run out of time. Okay, because it came up in your montage again. What Dan Cathy at Chick-fil-A is, is, is proposing, as you guys listen to us broadcast live from apparently a hurricane, um, what, what Dan Cathy is proposing is wicked. It's not wrong. It's not incorrect. It is wicked. Wicked. It is wicked to urge and demand people repent of sins they have not committed. That is wicked. You don't owe anybody anything because you're white. Any more than anything is owed to you because you're white. I don't believe in white pride for the same reasons I don't believe in white guilt. I am a Christian. My identity is in Christ. And I reject all of this world's tribalism now because of that. But even if that's not your belief system, even if it's not what you believe, you don't owe anybody anything for anything you did not do. A lot of people listening right now your ancestors didn't even live in this country 150 years ago. No. Just because you're white doesn't mean you have to be contrite about any of this. You know who has to be contrite about our history? The people who did it. And not their children or their grandchildren or their great-grandchildren or their great-great-great-grandchildren. Unless they believe in what their ancestors did, then they do. But no. That's wicked. It's not even pandering. It's wicked. It's beyond that. The idea that you are inherently guilty of something because of the color of your skin is the very definition of racism. I liked Dan Cathy better when he was donating to rainbow jihad groups. And I wasn't a major fan of that. You chalk Chick-fil-A up to yet another organization that people like you in this audience went out and bled for. Went to the wall for. Went to the mat for. That in the end took the victory you gave them and squandered it faster than you can say Esau. That's pathetic. And it's also wicked. You don't have to repent for any sins you haven't committed. You do have to repent for the sins that you have. And if you don't, I believe you'll end up in hell forever. That's, that place is bad. But you don't have to repent for any sins that you didn't commit. And to put that burden, you know who that sounds a lot alike? Yeah. Is there anybody you can think of that like accuses people of stuff? Does it anything come to your mind? 
I don't know, just old fables, nursery yeah, rhymes. Yeah, yeah. See, so, I got see, nothing at, either, I guess. You know, at least in hell, you're you're only paying for your own sins. So right. I, I don't know what you would be. Yeah, I, I, I just, it's dumb. It's bad pandering. Not to mention, it's racist. It's wicked. Not to mention, shoe shining? Really? Watermelon, because watermelon distributor apparently and KFC chicken op, fried chicken operator, th- those were already off the table. So we're going to go with yeah. shoe shiner. Archie Bunker called and said that's a little too much. I mean, goodness gracious, man. At least if you're going to pander, have a little self awareness. The fried chicken guy is saying, let me shine the black dude's shoes. Really? Really? And let me guess. You're going to take him to the 80th anniversary showing of Al Jolson's jazz singer, Jimmy Kimmel and Ted Danson in blackface. I mean, uh, uh, can we at least get a better class of trader? This is Genghis Khan. I did this last week. Where's our Genghis Khan? Where's our Assyria? Our, our, our Nebuchadnezzar? Where's our Attila the Hun? You know, at least when the, where's, where's the, where's the Visigoths? Where's the Ottomans? Where's our Saladin? You know, as we get, as we, as we are polishing off a place on the mantle over there at the ash heap, the history, where we've got a reserved parking space known as the United States of America as we head over there. You know, those other places we're about to join, at least they got spanked providentially by conquerors that were worthy of them. Right? Like, if you're Michael Spinks, man, and you're running away from Mike Tyson in his prime in the, in, in, in the squared circle, nobody's holding that against you. Everybody knows Michael Spinks is a badass. Everybody knows this. And it's like, dude, it's Mike Tyson. Ain't like you're running away from, you know, Jerry Cooney, Glass Joe. That's a nice Jerry Cooney reference. Did you like that? I do. Yeah. And we're running away from Karen, yes. Neil, cancel culture dweebs on a platform 80% of Americans don't even have a registered account with. This is, just as this was the most meteoric rise of a superpower in all of human history, this is going to be the dumbest collapse of one in all of human history. I, I just... I don't even know what to say most of the time as I just watched this for the last couple of weeks. Which is a bad place to be in when you're a talk show host. But I don't even... What, what layer of analysis could I offer this? When the stupidity is so self-evident. What, what commentary could I add? Gods and gods alone. Yeah. There, there's nothing left to add. You know, I'm reminded once when I think it was the I think it was the first year that Brett Favre took your Packers to the NFC Championship game. They played a game at Dallas, and like on his first pass of the game, he throws a pick, and and John Madden had the the greatest understated analysis of all time. That's really no way you want to start a game, Pat. Hot damn! You mean Mike Holgram didn't call? All right, all right. Throw a pick on three. Ready, break. That wasn't the call in the huddle. Throw a pick on the first play. Really. They didn't game plan all week. And the plan was, we're going to throw an interception on the very first pass. Really get a bait Dallas's confidence, right? That, that, of course, that's not the way you want to start a game. 
But that was such a bad throw, such a terrible choice, such an awful way to start a game. What other? There's no other. There's no nuanced, layered analysis to give. No point in bringing out the telestrator. The Cowboy defensive back was wide open. There wasn't a Packer within ten yards. I mean, there, 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 you can't add anything to this other than that's no way to start a game. I can't add anything to this other than it's really dumb. This is dumb. And just repeat it over and over and over. It's just dumb. It's just dumb. The Biden campaign allowed that video to ever see the light of day? Ever? Someone out there on that campaign thought, America needs to see this. Really? Really? You're actually more free on this show than you've ever been. You are. You think so? Because now it, the only thing that matters is what actually matters. On some level. And nothing matters. Yeah. And nothing matters. It's not revival There are twice or as many. Ho- today on June 22nd, there are twice as many hospital beds available yeah. in the state of Florida than there was before the emergency order in that state hot was declared. Seat. Hot spot. And everywhere you turn in the media, it's a hot spot. Shut the whole country down. I don't, I don't know what to do with this. It's so dumb and so bad. Pass the beer nuts. Let's get to our good friend, Bob Vanderplas from The Family Leader, joining us via remote this week. Good to see you, brother. How are you? Doing really well. How are you, Steve? I'm doing well. So, Bob, 134 days from today is the 2020 presidential election. All right? I want to take us back to 134 days ago, though. 134 days ago was a week after the Iowa caucuses. That was a big political scandal. Either they were inept for using the same people that developed the Obamacare website on the other side, or they were trying to steal the election away from Bernie Sanders. One of the two, right? Okay. Uh, We were a day before the New Hampshire primary where Bernie Sanders was on his way to winning and he was looking like Mr. Inevitable. Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. If you would have asked me 134 days ago what Donald Trump's reelect odds were, I'd have said over 80%. We had the highest ratio of Americans employed in the history of that stat. People were relatively optimistic. Country was in a very positive place. That seems like an eternity ago. 134 days later, we're back pushing 40 million unemployed again after the modest gains we had in May were wiped out by new unemployment claims last week. Most of America still has no idea if their kids are going back to school in the fall. We've got racial unrest rioting looting you've still we're on going on the third week now of a group of little communist dweebs being allowed to occupy nine blocks of one of our most densely populated cities in the country president holds a rally last night uh or that or saturday night that whether you believe in the tiktok theory or just it didn't turn out it certainly was not the turnout that he was hoping for right when you look at the environment around the country I'd have said 80% odds 134 days ago he gets reelected. I'd say today, no chance on this trajectory that he gets reelected. Before I 
go on to what I think he can do to change that trajectory. Let me get your thoughts on that first and foremost. What do you think? Well, I think you're, you're right. I think the odds have completely flipped. Uh, where I would have been with you 134 days ago when Darla and I were in Florida, we were not social distancing, going out to eat, enjoying time on a boat, saying Trump's re-election looks really good. 134 days later, the, for all the factors you just mentioned, as well as for Trump not looking like Trump right now, uh, I would say, and Biden gets to hide in his basement. Let's don't forget that fact. He does not have to be on the campaign trail right now. So he gets to do just, you know, 60 minute type deals like this. And people think, well, Joe, Joe Biden's still looking pretty good. But right now, it does not look good for him. Even a Fox News poll, I saw him down by 14 points. So he needs a reset, re needs to recalibrate if he's to win in November. All right. We agree then. He needs a reset. Let me offer a potential reset. All right. How Trump can save his reelection campaign. All right. Because I think it, yet we have to start by identifying what the problem is. Here, here is the problem. Right now, Trump does not look like this guy. He doesn't look like this guy. Um, right now, Donald Trump looks like that guy, uh, Jimmy Carter. Okay. Uh, a guy who just cannot get control of his own country and administration. His own message. People don't want to vote for wimps. They just don't. Uh, they want to vote for who they thought Trump was heading into this year. So here are three things that I think he can do to save his reelection campaign. Number one, go on a national tour promoting reopening. Reopening is the message. Become the champion, the symbol of reopening America. Go full throat MAGA. If we can have massive demonstrations against the country, then we can reopen the country. And it is time to give America back to the American people. That's number one. And these are in order. That's the first thing he must do. Number two, restore law and order. Crush Antifa with an emphasis on crush. Crush Antifa in Seattle ruthlessly. Make an example out of them on camera. Put down all future rioting ruthlessly. A recent poll found eight out of 10 Americans are in favor of this including a majority of blacks, Hispanics, and Democrats. And a majority of Americans also think, quote, defund the police is stupid because it is. It's stupid. All right. Once you've done those two things, once you have reopened America and law and order is restored, now you have normalcy and that will force Joe Biden and his dementia out of hiding. Trump needs and wants the American people to see who the alternative is. He wants that contrast, okay? Or who the alternative in Biden's case no longer is because the guy's just not with it. He's got dementia. But right now, they're not getting that contrast. Instead, what they're getting is Trump on the national stage all by himself while Joe Biden's been allowed to hide for over 80 days. Now, I think if he does these three things, President Trump can turn this around pretty quickly but president jared kushner can't so it is time to find out right now who's really in charge so bob your thoughts on that plan well let's go way back to the beginning where you said he doesn't look like this guy but he's starting to look a lot like jimmy carter how many presidential candidates and presidents steve have we known 
who have been counseled by advisors who had their best interests in mind, only to take their strengths away from them and only to end up with ultimate defeat. Several. All the, yeah. Yeah. All these advisors always want, but I think you're exactly right. These are his trump cards. Reopening America, he's got, he's got a much stronger hand on that than Joe Biden ever thought of having. And he needs to reopen it and reopen it now. People want their jobs back. They want their livelihood livelihood back. They want their normalcy back. They don't want college football teams suspending ticket sales. They want them advertising ticket sales. But the other part about restoring law and order, anybody I talk to, and I mean anybody I talk to, is tired of saying that breaking out windows, burning up buildings, taking over parts of cities, that that's okay. We know that's not okay. That's a threat to everyone's way of life. Restore law and order, do whatever it takes, even Trump local governors or local officials to make sure you bring law and order back into place. Then I think you're right. Once those two things have happened, now it's going to be a vibrant 70 plus year old in Donald Trump versus Joe Biden, whose best days are way behind him versus in front of him. And let America have that that compare and contrast. But I think that's the only way he's going to do it. And he needs to get he needs to stop the pettiness of what did I look like walking down the stage of West Point. Forget about that. The fake news isn't on your team. Everybody knows that. Go to your strengths. Reopen the country. Restore law and order. And now let's debate Joe Biden and make him come out and debate you. Republicans win elections when they're about issues. You've heard me say this for years, right? Democrats win elections when they're about personalities. Mm-hmm. Right now, this one is about personality. And he is playing into that because he's between the courts and his own administration. He's taken pretty much all of his issues. They're all off the table now. So it's just a matter. What do you think of John Bolton? Well, no one outside of the 212 or 202 area codes gives a, a flying flip about John Bolton, nor cared about him a month ago, two months ago. He tried running for president in Iowa for about three seconds, right? Nobody cared, all right? Nobody cares. Nobody that would ever think of voting for him cares about what he looked like walking down a slick ramp at West Point and all these other personal beefs and urination contests that other than providing clicks for clickbait whores in my line of work. Don't do a damn thing to get anybody their jobs back, allow them to keep their homes, send their kids back to school, right? And get their way of life back. None of this settles any of that. So Trump needs to win on those two issues. You cannot, I don't believe, and, and, and I've just seen this before, whenever the argument already is, look how bad the other guy is, so you have to vote for the Republican. Republicans never win that election. They have to have an affirmative case, Okay. And, and this one is, is, more, is not as personally liked as other Republicans that have tried it on top of that. So he really needs, he really needs an affirmative case based on issues. And I don't believe you can, go at, you can go at Joe Biden for being soft on law and order when you didn't exercise law and order. And I don't believe you can talk about Joe Biden wants to you know, grow the debt and kill the economy when over terrible data that you are still too slow to react to, you killed your own economy. Why last week when Mike Pence came out and pointed out it's 11 counties in the, out of over 3,000 in the entire country that have seen even a modest increase in hospitalizations, why that was not the main administration's messaging across all of their channels, all of their spokespeople, all of their favorable hosts and all of cable news, all of their contributors, why they weren't all echoing that is beyond me. He cannot win on Joe Biden is old and infirmed alone. He can't do that. He's got to win on issues. If he's right on the issues, then he can mock Joe Biden relentlessly all the way to a win in November, Bob, but he has to win on the issues first, I believe. 
Well, Steve, let's say that people really do care about what John Bolton talked about last night on ABC News. The one thing Bolton talked about was Donald Trump is most interested in Donald Trump and his reelection. And that's kind of the duh statement of presidential campaigns. He's concerned about himself and he's concerned about his reelection. They should also take a look at this as a base election. And the left could not be more fired up to defeat Donald Trump. They want to take him down at all costs. So in addition to reopening America, in addition to restoring law and order, I think he needs to take another step. And he needs to completely defund Planned Parenthood. And let me tell you why. Let, let him really say, no, this is why black lives really matter. Because it's dis- disproportionate where black lives get lost in the womb to a thing we call abortion. And 70% of America believes that we should not put one penny towards the public funding of abortion. So if you really believe Black Lives Matter, let's talk about it. And let's defund Planned Parenthood. And let's say, let's game plan this out, that the court says you can't do that. Then Donald Trump tells the court who's in charge. I'm the executive. I, I got the sword. You don't. You've got nothing, court. So therefore, they're not getting one dime as long as I'm president of the United States. So reopen America, restore law and order, and show them that he's willing to put the courts in check. I think he reverses his fortunes very, very quickly, especially on issue of defunding Planned Parenthood. Instead, what we're getting today is his secretary of defense is pushing, quote, diversity and inclusion mandates in the military. Were you? Uh, that, 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 that's not, that is not going to inspire his base. Matter of fact, that's going to dilute his base. It's going to dampen his base, just like the court opinions that come out like the Roe v. Wade versus religious liberty this past Yeah, I didn't week. even talk about, but Gorsuch voted for the Roe v. Wade on religious liberty. Pretty much, pretty much kneecapped, unless, unless someone's willing to defy the Supreme Court, Neil Gorsuch pretty much kneecapped Trump's evangelical base for the foreseeable future with that, with that but, opinion. But if you continue to dampen the enthusiasm of your base in this base election, and there's nothing more important, or nothing that'd be more symbolic of that than Tulsa, Oklahoma, and to see empty seats in an arena, rows of empty seats where Donald Trump was outraged. If you want to revert, reverse that fortune, reopen the country, restore law and order, defund Planned Parenthood, and keep a court in check. If you can do those things, I guarantee you reverse your fortunes real quickly. Final thing, Bob, what are you hearing from the people you talk to, uh, other conservative leaders around the country? Am I blowing this out of proportion? And I may be, I'm asking. No, no, you're not. Matter of fact, uh, the, the one thing I got plenty of last week, especially after Gorsuch voted for the Roe v. Wade against religious liberty, basically saying, what difference does it make? I'm tired of having everybody's back and saying, hey, we won. We got the Republican behind our name. Matter of fact, not only do we have a Republican, we got Trump. Trump's the, the guy who's courageous enough to move the embassy to Jerusalem. They're saying he needs to give us something now. And I really believe that in these key states, and you know about the key states that we're helping lead with the Daniel Initiative, 12 key, key states in this country, every one of these leaders wants something to say, this is why we vote for Donald Trump versus why we just vote against Joe Biden. We need to inspire the base today. Good to see you, my friend. Thank you very much. Good, good to see you. God bless. You bet. Same to you. Gentlemen, your thoughts on that conversation and, and my three-step plan to turning around Trump's reelection fortunes. Do you believe that three-step plan must happen in its entirety or yeah so there's no deviation and it has to happen in that order yeah well, then he's going to lose because number two is not going to happen he's not going to do that he believes that this is uh the one who's dumbest last loses and that the dumb like in Chaz, and it's we see it devolving and it's chaos and but he just see he clearly thinks that people just seeing that is going to make him look better he's not going to 
he's not going to instill order. He's just not. Okay. I, I, here's the thing. I don't know what he's going to do on a given day. And I'm, I'm totally out of the Donald Trump prediction business. I, I don't know. I don't know what he's going to do in 10 minutes, let alone what I know he's going to do in 10 weeks. I, I have no clue what he's going to do. So I know, I, know, here, I know what Jared Kushner will do or not do. Jared Kushner won't do any of those things. I agree with you on that. Okay. Uh, Jared Kushner, you know what he's going to do. Knife you. Okay. On everything you care about. I don't know what Donald Trump's going to do in any given day. I don't have a clue. Who knows? And that's, that, that's where I was going to go with this as well. I mean, I, I said in the first segment that maybe a good thing coming from this rally over the weekend is Trump was busy talking about getting down the ramp with a general and talking about uh, how he didn't want to splash water on his beautiful, expensive red tie. And those things are annoying to us, but that's just evidence that those types of things, when he's made fun of, it really gets to him. It really gets to him. Otherwise, he wouldn't have spent so many minutes talking about them at his rally the other night. And when he shows up and more than half of the arena is empty and the overflow that they were anticipating outside is barely attended at all, those things are going to stick with him as well. So then it becomes if we are really going to do some sort of a campaign shakeup here. Is he going to go to the Mark Meadows part of his White House staff and say, who can I get in here to help make the right decisions, to point our campaign in the right direction? Or is he going to go to the Jared Kushner side of the White House and say, who can I get here to run my reelection campaign? And that could be that really could be uh, the, the fatal decision or the decision that actually sets him on the path to, to, to winning again. But it's clear that whatever is going on in the White House there really is no clear picture of what's happening in the real world and what the environment truly is out here. That's just, I, I don't I think there's much doubt about that. I don't, I just, think which is another reason why I think he needs to get, right go out or get out and around the country. And maybe yeah. these, these rallies will, will help him do that. But I, I hope that, I, I really hope that this woke him up that whatever, whatever the reason was people, people are not nearly as enthusiastic about him as they were four years ago. By the way, you know the great irony of thinking that these rallies indoors are super spreader events, potentially? You know that can only be true? The only way that that's true is if we are now also admitting, therefore, that scores and scores, literally hundreds of thousands, if not millions of Americans are sitting at home right now, asymptomatically with COVID-19 and have no idea that they ever had coronavirus, right? Right. Because they're clearly not letting anybody in with 103 degree temp, right? Right. right? Okay, so if you're not coming in with a temp, then you had no idea you have it. The only reason these become super spreader events then is if we are now admitting that scores, multitudes of people are sitting at home and have been this whole time with coronavirus and had no idea they were carrying it, right? Right. Right. Which, by the way, doesn't that undermine the argument yes. for all of the lockdowns we went through for the last few months? Of course it does. Of course it does, because it means it's far more infectious and therefore less fatal than we ever knew, right? Correct. Correct. That's why these things have to happen in the order that I laid them out, in my opinion. That's all that it is, though. My opinion. It could be wrong. You get to give your opinion when we come back. with hour two live and on demand here on blaze tv radio and podcast steve dace here with aaron mcintyre todd erzin and all of you be honest did you suffer through the quarantine 15 during the lockdowns 
That's happened all over America. The good news is summer has arrived. The warm weather is here. Lockdowns are ending. Get out of your house. Reboot your health goals that got lost because of coronavirus. All right. With doctor-developed Riduzone, it's an excellent way to curb cravings for those fattening foods that derail your discipline. Backed by two U.S. patents, Riduzone is the only FDA-accepted product that includes what's called OEA. That's the naturally occurring molecule that helps you to feel full faster while burning stored fat so that you can reduce your calorie intake. All right? Because here's the key. It's, it's not that you decided to have a Kit Kat bar at 11 a.m. It's that you had it at 11 p.m. And it's not that you had a single Kit Kat bar, but you ate three. Okay, so how do we keep control of our cravings late at night, our portion sizes during the day? That often dictates more about our health than anything else. So take it from me. I, I have waged this battle against the bulge for the last 10 years. Right? I've lost over 100 pounds. I know a little bit about some of the struggles that go along with this. Give Riduzone a shot. And you can do it right now for the cheapest price ever, up to 65% off your order, plus free shipping. Up to 65% off your order, plus free shipping. But you can only get it on the website at Riduzone.com. R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E. R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E for Riduzone.com. And use the promo code Steve to get that discount, that massive discount. Promo code Steve at Riduzone.com. So let me lay this out for you. And I, I put this uh, up earlier today on our Facebook page as well to see what kind of response we were going to get. And we have gotten uh, quite a, a response to it, as a matter of fact. But let's, let's take polling totally out of it. And in the years you guys, the years you guys have worked with me or were just listeners to this show, is this the least you've ever heard me talk about and break down polling in a in a election year you can ever think of? For sure. Oh, without without like, question. I don't, like I don't yeah. even know what the real clear politics polling average is right now. I don't. Thank and in, in a typical cycle, I have studied every poll in the sample nine times by now. Right. And compared to last time, I was like, really? Yeah. Like, again, you still have things you can break down. Yeah. I mean, it was relentless last yeah, time. Yeah, I got, and and I've, that's what I do. Part of this yeah. gig is the data analysis. I, I don't know what any of them say. I don't. I don't know. I'm. I don't care because I'm. I started off this year with the assumption in January that we should assume we're being lied to. That was our theme, right? Yes. And one of the things I even said when we when we met before Christmas last year is we were thinking about this year's theme is. It's been extraordinary to see how, despite the great bias in the media, that a lot of the polling industry within the media has been exempted from this, almost as if they recognize that on some level, they still have to have some credibility, right? Mm -hmm. But that given what we had seen the last few years with Russian collusion and the Ukraine thing was just beginning to hit big time at Christmas of last year, right? Kavanaugh. Kavanaugh, that we sit back in the break room here prior to Christmas and I even threw out that you guys were like shocked to hear me say something like this, right? That maybe this is the year now that we just, there's no point in breaking down a lot of the polling because if we're going to be this, we're not even biased now, it's malfeasance. Like if we're, if, if we're abandoning any level of professionalism whatsoever at this point, then I don't know why they would, why they wouldn't, or why they wouldn't then bias their own polling. Why, why wouldn't they throw numbers out there to further their own narrative, right? Mm -hmm. And remember how radical we thought that that sounded when I said that a few, you know, six, seven months ago in our break room before Christmas, right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> it seems all rather trite. Welcome now, to a it? place called Chaz. Yes, yes. <laughs> 
it seems rather trite. So I, I, I haven't studied any of it. I don't know what the RCP average is. I don't, do, I don't you, know. do you want to know? Nationally. Yeah, what's the RCP average? Uh, Biden plus nine and a half. Is the RCP average. Nationally, okay. yeah. And for those of you that don't know, the Real Clear Politics polling average is a compilation of the highest rated polls uh, in the industry. You know, the whole wisdom in a multitude of counsel proverb, and that's the median number, right? And over the years, it's been extraordinarily accurate. In fact, in the 2016 presidential election, the Real, Real Clear Politics polling average almost nailed Hillary Clinton's popular vote almost perfectly. I think it was off by a few decimal points. Okay. I'm not studying any of that data because I don't, I don't trust most of the people giving it to me, if any of them, frankly. And I, and what I also see on the right is there's more freedom. We think to, to, uh, to put mustard on the hot dog, shall we say, Hey, if they're going to lie over there, then we can do a little bit over here. Right. So I don't, I don't trust a Rasmussen poll any more than I trust the daily Kosas polling. And I don't, I just, I don't trust a Zogby poll any more than I trust an MSNBC poll. Because I just think they're, they're just, just like we have counter news now, counter narratives, right? I think we're just doing counter polling now. Like, I, I don't know what the answer on a lot of this data is. And given the amount of time that I have been compensated for, by the way, over the years, I've spent devoting to knowing this data and understanding where it comes from. I, I don't think, in, in, if you're one of our new viewers and listeners we've picked up this year, as the show has grown tremendously, you're just kind of getting to know us. I, people that have been around me for a long time or listen to the show for a long time will, will, will be able to appreciate what it means for me to divorce myself from that process because it's inherently what I'm all about. I like data. I like certitude, right? I love numbers because human nature is the variable. The numbers are the constant. For me to say at this point that I'm just totally divorced from that process is I think the best testimony I can give for how little I trust what we are being told. But I do trust what I see. I trust what I see. I trust information that I can glean directly from the source that I don't have to go through an intermediary, a cable news channel, a media outlet. I can acquire that information myself. And here's what I see. 134 days ago, was a week after the Iowa caucuses, the Democratic Party was a national laughingstock. Either they made a colossal blunder by having the people who did the Obamacare website come up with the vote counting mechanism in Iowa over an app that didn't work, or they got caught trying to steal the election from Bernie Sanders because notice that all of the errors, remember when all of the errors only worked against Barry Sanders and for Mayor Pete? Did you notice that? Mm -hmm. Remember that? There was like no errors for Bernie Sanders that like elevated his count. Only ones that diminished it. All the errors went one way. It's amazing. They they devised a fraudulent app that only seemed to screw one guy. <laughs> right? Nobody else's counts. You know, Elizabeth Warren was like, hey, there's 10,000 votes I didn't get. No, there was just... And it, it, every all of, the, all of the mistakes this app made all seemed to help Mayor Pete. All of them did. And all went against Bernie Sanders. Where? All right. We were a day away from Bernie Sanders going coasting to victory in the New Hampshire primary. Looking inevitable. Jeffrey Epstein still didn't kill himself. We had more people employed, uh, given the or the more uh, the higher percentage of adults employed in America in the history of that statistic since we've been keeping that stat. I mean, I would have told you 80% odds Trump's reelected. The one guy who had any crossover appeal was a clown, riddled, racked with dementia, and had given up every issue of normalcy that he had once had in his career, right? 
134 days ago was February 10th. That seems like an alternative earth given what's gone down 134 days since. Now, why is that 134 day mark? Why are we marking that? Because today is 134 days until the 2020 election. We are now approaching again, 40 million Americans unemployed without jobs. Most Americans don't know if they're going to send their kids back to school yet. We keep getting tweets about law and order. We're not seeing a lot of it. We're going into week three of domestic terrorists occupying nine blocks in the capital zone of one of America's most densely populated cities. The prime Supreme Court nominee voted for what is what is what will likely turn out to be unless we can finally encourage the people we elect to enforce the Constitution and not court edicts. Unless we can finally convince them to do that, this opinion will end up being the, 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 a second Roe v. Wade. It will, it will do for religious liberty what Roe versus Wade did for the sanctity of life. And it's, it's going to really screw Trump's base. And for a presidency that otherwise has actually been really strong on this issue. Except they nominated a guy to the Supreme Court that's now going to nullify all of the great efforts that they've made on it. First rally in three months has a disappointing crowd. I know that there's notions that this is because of social media tricksters. Teenage girls went on TikTok and did a worldwide campaign to claim hundreds and hundreds of seats that they were never going to use just to either enforce social distancing like a citizen's arrest or to mock the Trump campaign. Now, the Trump campaign is adamant that that's not what occurred. They just had an underwhelming turnout. So I don't know what the data says. I had no idea what the RCP average was until Aaron just told me. I'm just looking at the environment. And 134 days ago, I'd have told you in this environment, there's no way Trump's not winning re-elect, man. It takes something extraordinary. Well, <laughs> um, he had just beaten impeachment after beating Russian collusion. It looked like he had all the wind at his back, right? Well, we've had several extraordinaries that have occurred since then over the last 134 days. So the question I have on the table for you this hour, how concerned are you about Trump getting reelected 134 days from now? Or do you think it's all fake news? Do you think I'm fake news for even bringing this up? That, I mean, we're all fine here. Everything's good here. How are you? Is that where you are? And if you are, hey, I want to hear from you too. Maybe I, I could be missing something. It happens far more than I care to admit. But I'm concerned enough. I mean, I'm concerned enough that I just laid out in the last hour three achievable steps, I think, that would absolutely turn things around for him. Because the number one thing Trump has to accomplish, in my view, is he's got to get Joe Biden out in the public more. But if we're not reopened and, there, and we have unrest in the streets... That gives Joe Biden cover to stay down, right? He gets to stay down. Well, hey, I, you know, I don't want to do all this travel. It's not safe. We're not going to have massive events. You know, we, we, this, we're, we're, you know we're, the country shouldn't do that. We have spiking cases. Even though deaths in this country have dropped 90% since early April, hospitalizations are cratering nationwide. Florida has twice as many hospital beds available today than it did before it put in an emergency order. 
Almost half now of all U.S. deaths through June 1st have occurred in a nursing home. And that's with New York, in my opinion, not reporting accurate numbers, claiming only like 11% or something of their deaths were in nursing homes. It was a lot higher than that. But still, even with that faulty New York number, about half the deaths in America through June 1 have been in nursing homes. Folks, less than 1% of Americans live in a nursing home. Did you know that? I think it's like 0.7% of Americans live in a nursing home. And that's where almost half of the deaths from COVID-19 have occurred nationwide. I'm, I'm concerned that, frankly, I, I've done a better job messaging against the lockdowns and reopening the president's economy than him and his campaign and his White House have. I'm con- should I be concerned about that? Is it bad yeah. that a guy who didn't even vote for him is, is better yeah. at articulating yeah, I'm, this? I'm, I'm concerned. I'm concerned about that. Particularly since, and I've seen it now with my own eyes uh, in the last couple of weeks with various, retur- you know, uh, the crowds that I see coming out to watch high school baseball games, uh, being down uh, where my uh, daughter uh, works in uh, downtown Des Moines with a relatively new job, seeing the crowds, there's the vibe of the average American person, whether it's political or not, is clearly with you, Steve. I will tell you, and let me throw this in since you brought that up. I had a long conversation with my mom yesterday. She called me for Father's Day. And just again to reset, my mom has voted for one Republican for president her entire life, Ronald Reagan in 1980, because even she had to admit that Reagan was a, or Carter was a failure. Okay. Um, Single mom, pregnant at 14, had me at 15, uh, you know, pulled herself up by her bootstraps to become a nurse, but still thinks government should do things for people they can't do for themselves. Kind of your old, an old school Harry Truman kind of JFK kind of Democrat. Thinks Republicans are corporate whores and don't care about people like her. That who's dis, you know that she's disabled now and they want to you know take her health care away and um, not a communist pro life. Obviously, she chose to have a kid at fifteen, uh, but but you know she just hates Republicans and she does, she can't stand Trump on a personal level. Okay. So I, I, I lay all these markers down to tell you what I heard from her yesterday in this conversation. Why has he not put these rioters down? And I'm tired of hearing about races and excuses. I was pregnant with you at 14. I had you at 15. Suck it up. You make mistakes in life. Get over it. Only thing I got was the same food stamps everybody else can get. I got the same ADC everybody else can get. I went to the, I, I, I used those things for a while and then went to college. The same college as everybody else could go to. I'm tired. This isn't the fit. I, I grew up when we had real racism in America. This stuff's a crock. It's a joke. I sit here watching this on my TV. I don't feel any empathy for any of these people. I want them all arrested. If you got bad cops, prosecute them. I'm not guilty of any kind of racism. I was a single mom of 15 raised by a single mom. Nobody gave us a damn thing. I mean, this went on for numerous minutes. Numerous minutes. I just listened. Okay? This is my Democrat mom, man. And she ain't having any of this. Any of it. If my party thinks that promoting this unrest will help them in the election, they're stupid. I mean, I just, I just listened to like a five, six minute rant. Guess I know where I get it from now. All right. She just went off. 
And when she got done, I said, you know, you should be the old school Reagan Democrat that should be voting for Donald Trump right now, even if you don't like him. But, but this is why he should, if he crushed, if he crushed these people the way you want, what would you think? I still wouldn't like him, but at least he'd be, at least he'd be doing his job. See? Mm-hmm. See? Okay. One of the issues you've long had with Trump is his ego demand. He wants to be liked. It's the Tony Stark question. Is it better to be feared or respected? Why not both? Who gives a flying F if you're liked? Right? On most days, do you care if you're liked? Do I care? Uh, no, honestly, and no. that gets more no, no, and more no, true. No, no, no. I, I want what I want is the, is I wanted to be I want to be feared by my enemies. I want to hear the lamentation of their women. That's what I want to hear. Right? I want I want the fear of my enemies while and only to be drowned out by the lamentation of their women after I have made them fear me again. Right? But the idea that I I want Maggie Haberman at the New York Times to like me, that I want CNN to be honest about me. No, I. No, I, I, want, I want CNN. If I'm doing my job, I want CNN in the state that it's in right now. Complete and total um, bat crap crazy, knucking futs. That's what I want. Because you know what it shows? It shows me that I have, I, have, I, have, I have devastated you and now I'm listening to the lamentation of your women. <laughs> That's what it tells me. Okay? And so I'm listening to this. I'm listening to my mom. Basically give the Trump reelect pitch. He just has to grab it, do it, right? Okay, and, and I couldn't help but think, guys, that if my mom is in this place right now, how many other potential Trump voters all over the country would be like if they just saw the Marines go in and show these Antifa, give these Antifa punks the spanking their coexist daddies and the skinny jeans didn't do a long time ago. And that's even if they were around. But just do the world a favor and take these dweebs behind the woodshed and show them a little what for, right? Show them what, show them what it means to, show, show them what happens when an outfit that you should really fear shows up. When the real killers arrive. When the real badasses. When they land. When they, when they show up on the scene. Hey, you guys, you want to see, do you want to see my mask? Right? If my mom is in that place, guys, how many millions of other Americans are just dying for Donald Trump to take his belt off? Right? Yeah. Now that's anecdotal. Okay. It's anecdotal, I admit. But if I'm hearing that from my mama, then there are millions of Americans dying for someone to give the kill order. Yeah. We're at the point in the grocery store, the department store or something like that, when the child is acting out. And hey, we've all been there. Right. You know, our kids. But it's not about the kid anymore. You're just looking over at the other adult who's just letting it happen. Like, you know, you know, there needs to be a woodshed moment here. You know, you need to take control of this. And Donald Trump is convinced that just everybody looking at the dumb is going to convince them that he's better and th- that's just not gonna fly he at some point no because you're the president now yeah and your job is to deal with the dumb yeah right? it's you're a, not the outsider now exactly right. and you have it's not it's your job to 
and it's not it, yeah, there's there's certain things that the president in this country no matter who he is can't heal but these sure. are there are actionable steps sure. here that are clear if it doesn't need to be healed they they need to be under your heel crushed under your heel right yeah there's no healing there there's only discipline spanking right yeah right yeah and when you see increasingly the i mean now we have a you know a blacks only area within chaz that is being guarded it's like feminism when feminism gets what it wants it ends up reducing women to nothing but erogenous zones right yeah same thing with with groups like antifa when they get what they want we're just right back to jim crow and and, and segregation we're just doing it in reverse we're, you're, in the end, when they get what they want, it's, it ends up being what they claimed all along they were against, right? Yeah, and there's also there, there's a, a lot of people out there who are sheep in both directions, and they'll just kind of do this and see which way the wind's blowing. And there is a sense of justice here that they want, and they don't want to enforce it. They want the people to enforce it whose job it is. But they'll also, you know, if they see that that's not going to happen— They'll float in the other direction just as a survival instinct. Mm -hmm. If if they see like I've got to find a way to coexist if with I'm Chad, on my own, I got to cut, yeah. cut my deal. Then yes. I got to pay the gist. Now that's then, not right? an instinct the three of us have in this room, right. but we we aren't necessarily the average voter. All right. I've laid out my concerns and why I'm concerned. The floor now is yours. 888-900-3393. That's 888-900-3393. We're up to almost 800 comments about this on our Facebook page from just this morning as well. Let's go to Brian in Virginia to lead things off here on The Blaze. Brian, welcome to the Steve Day Show. What do you think, sir? Do we not have Brian? Not sure. Yeah, that Going once on Brian going twice Hello? brian are you there go ahead sir sorry about the delay Hello? yes yeah sorry about all right so, um yeah i'm uh with y'all uh was a been a trump supporter since 2015 uh not right away but came along and uh you know the law and order you know the tweeting and you know every once in a while when he actually speaks about it um i really wish he would have had or go ahead and get some type of uh, an address from the Oval Office, maybe, uh, you know, just something on the national level, not just a afternoon presser, um, you know, to address, you know, whether it's the riots, um, the country being shut down still, you know, here in Virginia. Um, and, you know, I know it's our, you know, blackface governor, but, it, you know, that is, you know, uh, has been given the control, uh, whether it's constitutional. I think we lost. Yeah, we lost. Okay, we Brian. lost Brian's sorry, connection Brian. there. All right. So sorry about that, Brian. Uh, but Brian says so far, yeah, he is concerned. He is concerned. Are you concerned, or is all this fake news? Am I fake news? Eight eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three is the number. Let's go to Oklahoma next, where Trump just had his rally. Matthew, welcome to the Blaze. Go ahead, sir. Yes. Um I am here in Tulsa, Oklahoma, actually, and was at the rally itself. Mm -hmm. First off, I want to say I was not a Trump supporter in the beginning, voted uh, nobody, and and then have now become a supporter of him and will vote for him in November. However, I'm with you. Um, I do think he is is um, lacking in some areas and causing his numbers to go down. And what happened here in the rally, the campaign should be ashamed of themselves on some things that they uh, should have done better. One was communication. One, you signed up to get a ticket and never was a ticket giving at all. 
Um, and so it was first come, first serve, but nobody understood that. And so there was some confusion in that. There was confusion in that there was supposed to be a million people there. So there was people that decided because there were going to be so many there. Uh, they didn't want to sit out in the heat all day. And there was people that were already lining up a Sunday before the event. So a whole week we're out there lining up. Um, then the protesting issues. Then people started getting in there, and it was starting to get pretty full. It wasn't bad. I think it was more than the 6,000. The fire department says I think there's more like nine to 10,000. Mm-hmm. The place holds a total of 19,000. So I think the number's a little bit off. That's just my from looking at it at, from the floor. Um, also, um, there was a point where the protesters started to block the gate and get in the faces of the uh, people that were screening uh, doing the temperature stuff. And so they shut them down to where they couldn't then accept more people in. So there was probably another three to 4,000 people outside maybe that didn't get in that could have. Um, and so it just really caused a, a whole big issue with lack of communication to the people who were to get tickets if they were supposed to. So I think there's some issues there that the campaign can do majorly better on. Um, as far as his messaging, I think he sounded tired to me. That's just me uh, from listening to him as it went on. Mm-hmm. And I'm like you. Who gives a flip about your tie, about the water, about all the stuff, what the media says? Who cares? Do your job. You swore to defend and protect the Constitution and the American people. Then do it. And stop. Yeah, I, I want to see him take his tie on. off, Matthew, and hang some Antifa members with it. That's what I want to say. I want to see him take the tie off. I want to see Antifa members hanging from gallows in Trump ties. That's what I would like to see. Yeah. Absolutely, 100%. And he needs to get there and stop this crap in Seattle and wherever it's happening on these auto zones or these not, the neutral zones. And let's stop it. I'm done with that. Either do it or not. All right. That's my point. All right, Matthew. Appreciate the call. Thank you very much. Want to make sure we are fair to a caller. We've only got a couple minutes left before the next break, so we'll get to more on the other side. 888-900-3393 is the number. That's 888-900-3393. Anything stand out to you guys about the first couple of callers we've heard from so far? Well, that last one, you know, if I don't think he was offering excuses. I think he was legitimately pointing out some issues. But listen, if you if you can't do the things that Steve is talking about in his list you were always supposed to be the greatest showman though and you're not even doing that right you can't even pull off a one-stop shopping trip in tulsa oklahoma you can you honestly if you can't pull this off if you can't take care of the variables or just call or just said donald trump it's time you go lbj and you just drop out of this thing right now yeah i mean kind of kind of going back to what brian from virginia said you know if you're not like actually Horowitz, going to way, do anything about uh, about all of these just complete usurpations of uh, of the American way of life, if you're not actually going to actively do anything about that, stop tweeting randomly uh, about you know you, you can keep tweeting, but stop just randomly tweeting law and order. Change your middle name to Governor Blackface. Change your middle name to uh, Governor I can't control uh, the downtown Seattle or mayor i can't tro- absolutely pillory and use your bully pulpit use it like actually use it go on the offensive with that even if you're not going to actually affirmatively do anything make those democrat governors mayors at all make them feel the heat but mm-hmm. that's not even random tweets are never going to do that 
because then they can just randomly tweet back or go on to on CNN or MSNBC and talk to their own base about how and fire their base up even more. And, and it's just we're back at the beginning. Actually, actually use the bully pulpit if you're not going to do anything at all. But the best thing you can do is actually use your power. But if you're not going to do that, actually use your bully pulpit. Don't just tweet. Brad Parscale. Uh, who is the national campaign manager for the tr- for Trump's reelect? I don't know him at all. I've never met him. Don't know anybody. That, I don't think that knows him even that well. But uh, he is saying that um, uh, he's blaming 30. the fake news media, uh, alarming people of COVID deaths for the low turnout. Lord I, I, have mercy. I, I have a hard time believing Good. a lot of people that want to go to a Trump rally were tuned into the panic porn on COVID nineteen from CNN and MSNBC. What do you think? That's like I said. How that's many people not the in Tulsa, Oklahoma, baseball games right. and softball games and being downtown? Yeah. I'm not getting it. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't see that either. We'll come back with more of your calls next. Eight at eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Let's get back to our Monday town hall and looking at the Korean environment. The election is 134 days from today. 134 days ago, I'd have given you 80 plus percent odds Trump would be reelected, but a lot has gone down these last 134 days. We have already laid out for you today. And I think they need a, a big time reboot. I even, so I wanted to be constructive. So I laid out, Hey, if you know, if they decided to you know, kick this Brad Parscale guy to the curb and ask me what I think, this would be my strategy, what we talked about last hour. Champion reopening, that's your main message. That, that plays right into MAGA. Make America great again. We're reopening America. Rebooting the economy. Law and order, ruthlessly restored. Make an example of Antifa in the streets. Because right now, jihadists all over the world are taking a look at this and they're seeing, eh, these guys, yeah, kind of look like they've lost their fastball a little bit. They're, they've kind of gone soft. Don't make an example out of them. Restore law and order. Make an example in the future of all, all, all rioters, looters. Make an example. Ruthless. Ruthless example. And then when you do those two things and restore normalcy, now you can draw Joe Biden back out and remind the American people that this guy has dementia. And if you want to vote for him, he isn't going to be the person running the country. Okay. I think that's a contrast that Trump can and will win. But I think he has to pay a certain toll to get to that contrast. It won't happen automatically. If he's not governing well, folks, re-elections are always a referendum on the incumbent. Always. If If he's not governing well, he doesn't get to just make a contrast. People just want something different. Like, you know, that's why they voted for him four years ago. I want something different. My country can't afford, I don't want a third term of Obama. We can't afford, you know, Hillary Clinton presidency. I don't know if I, I don't know what trust Trump will do. I don't know if I can trust it, but it'll be different. I'll take my, I'll take my chances. They'll take their chances with Captain Dementia. Now, maybe you think though, I'm fake news. I'm blowing this out of proportion. Let's go to the phones and find out. 888-900-3393. Let's go to Kentucky next. Mike in Kentucky, you're next here on The Blaze. Go ahead, sir. Hey Steve, what's going on? You are. Um, Go ahead. I just wanted to uh, talk. About, uh, okay, uh, I just wanted to talk about what I see from a military and legalistic point of view. Okay. What I see is I I see an uprising that is staging in areas around the country that has the support of the media, mm-hmm. that has the support of the uh, the the, uh, the 
party that is out of power, when you have a, a, a senator like John Kerry come out and say that if Donald Trump doesn't win, there'll be a civil war, what I see is the election's in 134 days, and in 128 days, you're going to have unrest in those areas so much that people won't be able to go to the polls, and then they'll be able to only be allowing the people to vote that they want to vote. This, the, the silent coup did not work. This is the hot coup, and it will come if something isn't done about it. And the only thing that you can do about it is a military uh, uh, response to this, or at least a law, a legal response, because look at Iraq, look at Iran, when everybody's walking around with their little purple fingers. I can't tell you how many people were out there oppressing and suppressing the vote. But you got to see the people with the purple finger. But the numbers don't won't come out the way they want. Donald Trump cannot be reelected, according to them, and they will do whatever is necessary to to stop it. If we have all these people that are uh, signifying that uh, we have a foreign power that is actually this, like oh, I don't know, China. Why do we keep saying that Antifa is a terrorist organization but never doing anything about Agreed. it? Yep. Track down the money. It's all a RICO case. Mm-hmm. All of these guys, you're going to find out that it's the local mayors, the local governors, some of the Democrats. You're going to find out corporations. These guys are all in it together, and we are not using the tools necessary because the man who can give the order will not do it. Very well said, Mike. Brilliant call. And I think everything you laid out is actually more of an incentive to make an example out of all of this and put it down ruthlessly. I think this is an entire, this is a political black op. I do. It's designed to make it look like the country's destabilized. Trump is a Jimmy Carter. He can't do anything. Can't protect you from the virus. Can't reopen. Can't lock you down. Can't re can't reopen you at the same time. Right. He gets attacked on every side of every single issue. I think some of you that get upset with my criticisms think that I don't acknowledge that. I do. I just don't think they're an excuse. You know? I mean, I, I don't know. In, in 20 years, as I, when I sign off on this earth, 20, 25, 30, 35 years from now or 10 minutes from now, I think my kids, when all their freedoms and liberties are gone and their wards of the state, they'll be totally cool with it when I tell them, well, we just couldn't do anything because the media narrative. Think they'll be okay with that? Nah. Nah, I don't think they will. See, I, just, I, I don't deny that all these things are true. I just don't think they're an excuse. But maybe I'm just different than a lot of other guys these days. I, I don't know. Because if it was me, man, you'd, Antifa people would be hung on television with my Trump tie. If, it was, if I was Donald Trump, I'd be hanging them with my ties. And we'd be like, you know, raising money for businesses We'd be like raising money for businesses that got destroyed by rioters or looters. Do you want to hit the the the, the lever where we, you know, where the where the floor comes out from underneath them and they and the, and they and they dangle there and we make an example out of them? You were doing exactly my take way back in the day of Sweet Cakes by Melissa. Donald Trump, yeah. like I may not know a lot about marriage, but I know business, and we can't shut people down this way. So we're going to take care of this riffraff and we're going to get America back to work. That's basically the pitch you just. I, I would be in full blown Nehemiah mode right now, man. Right now, you, Sam Ballin and Tobiah want to come at me. I will make examples of all of you. Yank all your hair out, all of them. And because if I lose in November, it ain't going to be because I wussed out. You know what I'm saying? If in the end, I just brought you too high of a body count, 
You just didn't want to have to acknowledge with the stuff that Mike was just telling you about in Kentucky. If, if I forced you to acknowledge that and that's why you want to vote me out, I'll live with it. But it ain't going to be because I have unspent ammo. Know what I'm saying? It ain't going to be because we ordered too many pine boxes that went unused. It's not going to be because there was just land where your, where your funeral plot was supposed to be and we just didn't put your body in there. Nope. If it's going to be because in the end, I made you confront what the true cost of rooting this crap out of our culture will be, I'll take the L. I'll take that. But I'm not going out for the other reason. I'm not getting punked by all of these entities. That's not happening. I, it's just an, it's an instinct I don't understand. And I, I don't understand it from a guy that has been as successful as he has been. Maybe, maybe shaking down other trust fund kids for, you know, a hotel in Manhattan or a golf course in Scotland is just a lot different than facing these kinds of thugs. I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, there's a lot of things I don't know. I mean, I ask people I know that work in the White House. And I ask people that I know that know other people that work in the White House. They don't know either. They can't get any answers either. It's a, it's a weird dynamic. It's like Wormtongue literally has Theoden all to himself there in the White House. And, and Trump sits on the throne, but Kushner actually calls all the shots. And I don't know that that's true either to that extent, because we often look for a boogeyman. We can't figure out the answer ourselves, right? Okay. But just... It doesn't make any sense, man. It just doesn't make any sense. Let's go to Joel in Tex Texas, I should say. Joel in Texas, go ahead, sir. Welcome to the Blaze. Hey, thank you for taking my call. Uh, just real quick, uh, I wanted to say that uh, I tuned to the Blaze for the first time because of Glenn Beck. Uh, hung out a little bit because of Pat, but I paid my subscription because of your show. Steve. Oh, that's so, very uh, kind. Thank uh, you very thank much, you so much, man. For that. Appreciate it. Uh, yes, yeah, so uh, I, I think that we are we are reaping what we have sowed uh, over the a generation, give or take. Uh, participation medals and uh, all the PC culture that started what like maybe like twenty years ago. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm 43, so I I, re I remember when everything used to be cool. You could just say whatever. Everybody has thick skin. Then all these people start to have kids, and it's just. Oh no, we gotta protect them, and we had a we have to blanket them, and all of that stuff. And uh, all these kids are now grown up, and they are running the show basically. And we are we're just letting them do it basically. Uh, you know, I think that we need to put out a search party for Donald Trump's uh, cojones, uh, <laughs> seriously, because they are. They are gone, man. They are gone, and uh, he he needs to he needs to be more abrasive, and you know just just grab the country back to where you know we were when he first started. You know, be that guy, be that a hole guy that we elected. That nobody likes you as a person, but you are tough. Uh, I wasn't a fan of him. I did vote for him because I'm just. Uh, you know, it, it, between him and Hillary, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm sorry. <laughs> sure. The, the 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 obvious choice was him. Uh, and still, through all of this, I still have uh, uh, the hope because of people like your mom, like you were saying earlier, and my mom. My mom did not vote in the last election, uh, and but she's seeing what everything that has been done to the president mm -hmm. the attacks the injustices everything that he's gone through and she told me the other day you know what i've had it i am gonna vote 
and I am going to vote for Donald Trump. And so there, uh, there is hope. At least, at least two people, your mom and my mom. So at least two people are going to be of some help. Uh, so I, I still have hope in that. And, and you know what? Uh, Joshua 1.9 is my favorite verse in the Bible. Have I not commanded you, you know, be strong and courageous. Yep. And that's what we need to do right now. We need to uh, walk around the city seven times for seven days and then get that yell and that scream on it on those walls and see them fall down and just go in and take it. We need to reclaim it for ourselves. Uh, so that's, that's all I got, Steve. Uh, thank you so much for taking my call. You got it, brother. That's great stuff, Joel. Thank you very much. I mean, I, I can't tell you guys. That's why I brought it up a little while ago. And since Joel referenced it, I'll reset it. To hear my mom hit Trump from the right just blew me away yesterday. I, I just did not anticipate that. Like, I figured she, I'd have to hear when it came up, I was like, oh, no. Right? That, that, that she'd blame the whole thing on Trump and that if he was kinder, nicer, this would, right? right. That, that's what I thought I was going to hear. But to hear my mom hit him, my Democrat mom hit him from the right, I was afraid he was going to be some kind of authoritarian dictator. We could use some of that right now. Why is he just letting this happen? Why does he put these people down? I, I just... It, that blew my mind. That blew my mind because it's what I think. Right? And her politics are a little different than mine at, at times. To hear that from my mama, if... if if that's my mom, that gives you some anecdotal confirmation. I, I, I saw one poll uh, uh, over the weekend. Eight out of 10 Americans, including a majority of blacks, Hispanics, and Democrats, want these riots, looters, and Antifa put down, basically. Eight out of 10. Majority of them think defund the police is dumb. Because it is. Before it was no one can have guns but the police and now defund the police. It's just dumb. It's so dumb. The whole thing is dumb. And he's on Hannity going on and on and on about uh, John Bolton and talking about his tie and water and walking a ramp at West Point. What, what does that have to do with anything? His ego is bruised by the wrong things. Yes. Can we get his ego bruised about these things? Mr. President. Mr. President. They're punking you. You're being punked, sir. They're pulling your pants down, sir. They think there's no there there, sir. They're actually claiming you didn't have sex with Stormy Daniels because you couldn't. There's nothing there, sir. Mene, mene, takele, a parson. You have been weighed, measured, and found wanting, sir. They don't think you have what it takes, sir. I, I think it's time for another Moab, sir. High body count lethal force remind people who is the president of these United States sir not some white dweeb dressed in all black in Seattle who thinks he's a tough guy 
because daddy gave him a Howard Zinn history book and granola for breakfast instead of eggs and bacon, sir. Whoop that ass, sir. Whoop that ass. Whoop that ass, sir. Give all these punks, all these snowflake millennials, the spanking their daddies should have given them 20 years ago, sir. And all of the people who hate you will hate you even more. And you will get off on the lamentation of their women. And everybody, though, who would ever contemplate voting for you will sing your praises, sir. And they'll go from, why does he talk about those things? To, you know what, man? I don't care what he talks about. And I don't care who he's got a personal beef with. cleans up the he cleans up the riffraff around here he lays down ordinance he lets everybody know what's up as long as you do that i don't care about anything else that would be my advice sir my advice sir would be to be more arrogant more egotistical more narcissistic sir more authoritarian that would be my advice yeah you're not you're not but be better at all of those things sir take the right things personally because these people are making a mockery, not just of your presidency, sir, but of your manhood. That would be my humble advice, sir. Gentlemen, you have any final thoughts? My final thought is that there must be so many Fauci's within the American military right now that that's not even an option he's remotely even considering yet. And you just you pull Lincoln. Just fire every general until you get to a grant. Just fire Let's, them all. Donald Trump isn't capable of pulling a Lincoln unless he is pushed hard to get there. Again, I've reset what I've been saying throughout the whole show. Okay, that, that half-empty arena, more than half-empty arena, whatever whatever the case was, whether Matthew from Oklahoma, um, you know, what he called in about earlier and the miscommunication, you know, that was one thing that I had considered as well. Whatever the case was, that had to have been a blow and a wake-up call for Donald Trump. The only question is, is he going to listen to the right-of-center wing of his White House, or is he going to Kushner this thing? So far, doesn't look great, at least with the recent track record, but at least there's a wake-up call. Tim. We're going to stick around and do an overtime and discuss what happens if Trump loses this fall. For the rest of you, back at it again tomorrow, noon to 2 Eastern, John 317. This is Steve Dace on the Blaze Radio Network.